0: is country 104 uh, okay here we go country mornings with kyle and leanne on country 104 you were talking about you know, when when you were at home and your mom or dad would yell dinner's ready and you would go flying to the dinner table because <laughs> yeah. you were starving you evidently have a theory because being first is not the best thing in this situation
1: yeah okay so my thanksgiving theory or you know buffet theory and i know buffet is a not a word that you use during COVID 19 because you're not supposed to but with my family and thanksgiving dinner you line everything up on the on the kitchen counter and you got the turkey the ham the great you know you go in order and you serve yourself a nice plate and kyle the, the first person that goes whenever i go first you don't want to take too much. You don't, you, you, if you take too much, then the person who's last doesn't have enough. If you take too much, then you kind of look like a jerk. Cause you're stealing all the good stuff. Cause you're going first. So, so you end up <laughs> not taking enough, you know, you're like, Oh, I'll just take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And by mm-hmm. the time you go for seconds, by the time you go for a second round, all good stuff's gone. Then if you go last, if your last party on the train, all the good stuff's gone. So in a in a non-covid world, if you were to have like 10 people over for Thanksgiving, my yep. theory is that you want to be eighth in line because most people have gone. There's only two people behind you, so you can ration the the turkey, you can ration how many potatoes and broccoli are left between the three of you. You know that you're not taking too much or too little. You get the perfect amount of food.
0: I just love how much thought and time you put into this theory (laughs) because clearly this is something that has bothered you over the years and you have finally come to a solution you're not wrong by any means when you go
1: first like do you you ever do like brunch and you're first and there's scrambled eggs and you're like how much do i take you can't take
0: as much eggs as you would normally like to take and then you look and everyone else's plate has more eggs on it and then the eggs are done and you can't go back for seconds
1: that's my point country 104 Dirk bentley and his wife and his kids they've been hanging out in colorado for the past seven eight months he has said (laughs) that he will return to nashville at some point he will be you know putting out some new tunes at some point but it seems kyle like like he's got quite the thing going in colorado he's doing hikes on the, the coors light mountain and he's come across a new form of couples therapy
0: yeah you know sometimes you know you go sit and you talk it out or you try to do different experiments to try and see if you can alleviate some stress or get through with one another Dirk Bentley version of that's paintballing with his wife and he posted on social media saying new form of couples therapy dot 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 a lot of built-up anger and resentment released from about a foot away. Thought we were having a friendly game of paintball at Knox's seventh birthday, so they got to celebrate their son's seventh birthday, and his wife got to shoot him right in the side with a uh, paintball. And if you've ever been paintballing or ever seen the the after effects of paintballing, it's a oh nice little gosh. little welt, uh, a big welt on the side of his uh, on the side of his uh, body there, and his wife looks all too happy about it.
1: That that's <laughs> the thing about this photo is. Derek's Bentley standing there with this look on his face going like, what, what, what just happened? We were just having a nice game of paintball. Like what, why did you do this? Kind of like a typical husband, like what's going on. And then the wife is just standing there with the biggest, biggest grit on her
0: face i feel like this is something leanne you're like already looking into booking for the first thing you get a chance to do when you see your boyfriend for for a while book a (laughs) book a session of paintball and just i missed you so much
1: i'm super cool i booked us to go paintballing and aren't i awesome No, no 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 country 104
0: now leanne if there was one superpower that that you could have in general what what would it be
1: Oh, it would be like um, teleportation oh, or being one. able to fly. If I could just snap my fingers and be somewhere, especially right now, not have to go on a plane, I'm all for it.
0: Oh, I've, I've always loved flying. I've always loved the, the flash and super speed and be able to just sprint anywhere you want and get there in the blink of an eye. Uh, it, but uh, those two powers, Liam, would not be the powers of choice if parents were given the option there was a study done that asked parents what would be the one superpower you would want specifically when dealing with your kids what did you what do you think the number one choice would be
1: um oh to never be tired
0: that's actually a really good one never being tired i think would be a great one
1: that's what I would want if I, I mean, I don't have kids, but I'm assuming you got little rugrats, like running around all over the place, especially the last eight months, you had them home forever. I mean, to never be tired, they'll
0: be perfect. Funny enough, on this list of the top 20, number 14, constantly full of energy. So, I mean, like, it's it's Ooh. up there, but the number one power that parents would wish they had with their kids, invisibility.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> So is it invisibility because when their kid's yelling, mom, 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 I need your help. They, they want to be invisible. So like they, they don't have to help them out. They can have some peace and quiet for a minute or so they can, you know, spy on their kids and make sure that they're being good kids and good students and aren't. Sneaking off and doing bad things.
0: I think they want to take a break from parenting for those five <laughs> seconds to just, just watch to see what their kids do and they can't find them, which I think is amazing. Uh, among this list, too, the number two thing, Leanne, flying. Uh, I feel like just flying in general is just awesome.
1: I feel like no matter how old you are, everybody's like, oh, what superhero power would you want? I would I, I'm flying. Flying. Fly. Like that's good. Now, on this list, the last one I got a kick out of. Number 20 on this list. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this is number 20. I thought this would be number two on the list. Okay. Become a human lie detector. <laughs> Instantly know when somebody isn't quite telling the truth. Come on, Kyle. How many times did you tell your parents just a little white lie? Not a, not a full lie. Not just a flat out lie, but just just a, you tweaked a few details here and there.
0: All the time. Country 104. We were just discussing a little bit earlier that's. Almost 25% of people this year have already begun Christmas shopping, which is wild to me.
1: Now, see, I I thought I was on the ball because this weekend I realized that we've got Amazon Prime Day kicking off today and I, I, I do the Amazon Prime, you know, subscription. So I thought, okay. This is my chance. This is my time to get some Christmas shopping done early. If I can, you know, score some sweet deals and get some really sweet gifts for people, I'm I'm gonna do it. And then Kyle, I find out that twenty-five mm. percent of people are, are already ahead of me. I thought, I thought, October thirteenth, I'm so far ahead.
0: I mean, like I I normally start I feel pretty good about myself when I begin around like December 1st and I'm done <laughs> I'm done by about the 15th or 16th. I'm like, I got like a week and a half before Christmas even hits. I'm laughing. And evidently I'm not even cl- I just I feel like I can't I can't shop this early for Christmas. There's so many other things going on.
1: Okay, Kyle, on her Facebook page Erica said she didn't start Christmas shopping in August. She finished Christmas no, shopping no. in
0: August. You're not allowed to finish Christmas shopping before our birthdays. <laughs> not allowed to. I, I am not going to allow it.
1: Now, there are a couple people that are commenting, saying, you know, just in case there is a, a shutdown and further Absolutely. restrictions and people are shop. I mean, you hear about people shopping and lots of delays. So lots of people are are starting early with the, that in mind because, of course, you know, things have been so crazy for kids this year. You want to make sure that Christmas is wonderful and magical, but regardless of the shutdown or whatever happens, Santa will be coming. Santa always comes to town on the uh, on Christmas Eve. So we, we know that's coming. This yeah. is We're talking about shopping for our brothers and sisters and nephews and nieces and all, and all that kind of stuff. Country 104.
0: You, know, you developed a, a skill of baking over the quarantine period where we were kind of stuck at home, isolated, and we were trying to figure out stuff to do. And there's only so much Netflix we could watch. And one thing you really took up and were really proud of was baking.
1: Yeah, you know, I did a, a couple different... Of course, I did, you know, the banana bread and all that kind of classic stuff. But I did try and venture out with lemon loaf. Not that that's really okay. all that different from banana bread. But uh, a couple different types of scones and different types of cookies. And I thought... You know, not to be too, too bold, but I thought I was doing okay.
0: Now, how okay? Like to the point where you were going to start bringing in homemade stuff to the office when things going back to normal or okay as in, listen, I could open my own bakery and be just fine.
1: No no no. no, I wish I could do that. I wish I could make cookies for a living and make a solid buck off of them, but no. I'm the type of person that's like, "Okay, we're going to a potluck. I'll I'll make something for the dessert table whenever the dessert table is actually a thing again." Well, <laughs>
0: evidently, there was a survey done by almost for almost 2000 people asking about their cooking, and they found that over 53% of those people Think that they have a recipe that would wow a professional chef, and 46% believe that they have enough skill to become a professional chef themselves. Ooh. That is bold.
1: So I know when COVID first started, there was a lot of people actually cooking for the first time. You know, there's some people that are just working <laughs> on the rice road. In. <laughs> like how do I how do I make toast? But there's some people who travel all the time for work for and sure. whatever they they they're not cooking, and now all of a sudden they're like, okay, I've got to cook. So I I can see people cooking more, but to say that they are chef quality that's that's brave
0: I got I got to give myself some credit so of course you know we, we talked about this and I won't talk about it too much but moved into a new house we don't really have a lot of stuff to cook with but last night was kind of the first night that we had enough ingredients where we could cook a home-cooked meal okay the one thing we didn't have was a pan to put in the oven and I was gonna you know I was gonna cook a chicken or a chicken breast and I was like oh man like I can't I can't put it in the pan and then I you know, my girlfriend said, why don't you just fry it? So I'd never fried chicken before. Oh my gosh, Leanne. (laughs) I, I, this could, I'm not saying I'm rivaling Popeye's chicken in any way, shape or form, but I was pretty dang proud of myself. I gotta give you some (laughs) credit there. Country 104. I was living up in Owen Sound for about five or six months or so. And -hmm. when I first moved up there, My dad and I, we took a drive around just to look at some apartment buildings and stuff and get a lay of the land. And as we were driving down the street, we looked to our left and I went, no, you can't be serious. Is that what I think it is? And as we drove by, there was a building with the iconic blockbuster video logo above it
1: yeah that's it's an old abandoned building yeah, but it, they have it's... kept the 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 logo on it which I absolutely love there was a blockbuster yeah. around the corner from where I grew up in Burlington but as soon as the blockbuster came out of the plaza they, they took down the sign and they, they ripped I... it out I still drive by it expecting to see the blockbuster. And actually, there's a petition going around. I just signed it. And it's a petition to turn that last abandoned blockbuster in Owen Sound into A museum. The uh, guy that started this change.org petition says, This site is of great importance to millions of people across the globe who grew up with this icon. The historic building could provide some much-needed tourism and economic growth for the area and keep the magic of Blockbuster with future generations intact.
0: Like, how much business would that place get? as a blockbuster memorabilia or you get to walk down Memory Lane and just see the iconic rows and shelves of DVDs and VHSs and you know do you remember that that wallpaper in the background too it like it felt like you were at a movie theater but you had every single movie you could possibly choose from
1: oh yeah and and you know if if they actually set up a museum i feel like tons of people would go because actually earlier this week i saw somebody Drive to Owen Sound just to take a picture with the blockbuster sign. Like the same way that people are going just to the the Shits Creek Motel just yep. to take a picture with the motel. They just want to take a picture at the blockbuster sign. You can't even actually go in it. Imagine if you could go in it, experience those smells, the carpet. Remember that carpet that they had? Oh, like the gray it like carpet the- with the specks. Yes, in it? thank
0: you. <laughs> Man, what a time to be alive. Friday night, you're rolling into Blockbuster, you grab a couple movies, some snacks, you're set for the weekend. Country 104. So, the description is, the makers of Top Ramen announced that they are seeking a chief noodle officer to get paid $10,000 to help develop and test new ramen noodle soup recipes how unreal does that sound you're gonna get paid to try ramen
1: i've got a passion for noodles um but okay kyle here's the deal what and maybe this is gonna sound terrible what is ramen i have never had ramen in my life
0: well maybe that's what happens when you become chief noodle officer maybe you find out the secret behind what ramen actually is that could be a thing
1: so ramen is a Japanese noodle soup. It consists of Chinese wheat noodles served in a meat or fish. Ba- you know what? When they describe food, it never sounds nearly as good as it actually. Just I'm going to stop this description because it just sounds weird. I, I would try some ramen noodles, and I would I would like to get paid 10 G's. So basically, to, to try it.
0: Yeah. What happens is that you you apply for the position, and if you are selected by a celebrity judge Melissa King, you will be the winner of. Uh, the to be given the opportunity to be chief noodle officer, you're going to win ten thousand dollars and a chance for a one-on-one mentorship and a fifty-year supply of various top ramen <laughs> products on top <gasps> of the 10 G's so not only are you gonna oh get 10 G's gosh. but you are never gonna not have ramen in your household again country 104 2020's been a, a it's been a tough year so far I've had a lot of things happening you know we've had plans canceled there's uh fortunately you know some people have been laid off and you know it's it's we've had to maneuver around some very uncertain times and you know a lot of people are, are trying to put it into perspective as to you know what the best way to describe it and there was a question that came up land we were thinking of if 2020 2020- were a candy what candy would best describe this year so far
1: now I said tootsie rolls because I yeah. remember as a kid you go trick-or-treating and then you you dump out your bag at the end you lay it all over your your living room floor and you sort, sort through I, I would always get a few tootsie rolls and I would think oh this is great I love tootsie rolls they're awesome <laughs> and then you unwrap it and you take the first bite and the first couple nipples and you're like wait i don't like this at all i hate this this is terrible who made tootsie rolls every i don't know why every single year i would forget that i hated tootsie rolls but then you'd you'd eat it you think it would start off great and then it would just it would just go downhill from there
0: See, i'm a big fan of tootsie rolls so okay yeah so what
1: would it be for you then if it wasn't tootsie rolls
0: so not that i'm not i don't like this but you know double bubble gum Mm
1: mm-hmm
0: delicious at first you pop one you have those like those little pink uh rectangular ones you get like three of them right sure you you pop them in and it's delicious to start and it's great you're having a time all right that's the way 2020 started off as great you know january february and then you hit march like five minutes after you start eating the gum all of the flavor is gone there's no flavor left oh, in yeah. the gum whatsoever. So double bubble would be a pretty good description. And of because
1: it. you put three wads of that in your You're mouth, your jaw, them. your it's, it's like rock sore. hard. You're, oh my gosh, it hurts so much. Uh, we had a couple comments on Facebook, actually several, several comments on Facebook about candy corn. Uh, somebody said Thrills Gum. You know that purple gum and it, uh, purple gum, and it says on the box still tastes like soap. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) it's a good description for 2020 and randy texted in he said if 2020 was a candy it would be a warhead it starts out fine it starts out sweet but then the longer you've got it it gets real sour and you just hate it country 104 i have found a list where you have come in at number one you have topped this list but i don't know I don't know if you want to top this list.
0: Why do I get the sense? I'm not going to feel like a winner here.
1: (laughs) So this was actually shared. This was shared by our friends over at fresh radio because Mark is also on this list, but Kyle, you, you came in ahead of Mark. You came in number one. This is the list of the clumsiest names. The most accident prone names. Kyle was the number one name for males followed by Blake Brian, Ryan, Daniel and Mark, which I think I think I know about seven people with each of those names.
0: So do I. (laughs) I'm just like, yep, there's three of my friends. There's another two of my friends. There's four of them. They add up real quickly. Why would you? Why me at the top of this list? I feel like I'm the opposite of clumsy. Like, I feel like I'm very hand-eye coordinated. I feel like I have a very good center of balance. There's like okay, the Kyle. odd time that something happens, but I feel have like. You ever, Go have for you it. ever
1: tripped while going up the stairs?
0: Oh, yeah, of course I. Have. Who hasn't done that, though? <laughs> There's no way that I'm the only person that's done that.
1: For females, <laughs> it's Haley, followed by Taylor, Linda, Barbara, <laughs> and then Kim. So actually, Kim and Mark from Fresh Mornings oh, yeah. both made this list.
0: That, I love that. That's so fantastic. I think we need to do like a like a competition to see who's the clumsiest between us and kim and mark from a distance and
1: when you say us you, you got there's no Leanna on this list kyle you gotta keep me out. Uh, you gotta keep me out of this i'm basically a pro athlete over here <laughs>
0: country 104.
1: okay kyle it is now my favorite time of the year not because we've got halloween just around the corner not because we've started christmas shopping i was just
0: about to say hold up (laughs) we're not at christmas yet so how is it your favorite time of the year
1: (laughs) well this is my favorite time of the year because it is time for the sexiest man alive it's so good so every single year you know it, you love it people magazine Releases their Sexiest Man Alive issue. We've, yep. of course, had Blake Shelton named Sexiest Man Alive. His voice co-star Adam Levine has been named Sexiest Man Alive. I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt has been named Sexiest Man Alive about 100 million times. I was going to say, like, times.
0: 78 times along with George Clooney right there. I think they just alternated, like, back and forth for, like, 15, 20 years. Because they were like, listen, no one's topping these two. We're just gonna rotate them until someone else comes along.
1: Oh yeah, in the '90s, early 2000s, those guys
0: dominated by Pitt and Clooney. <laughs> yeah,
1: primo stuff they were putting out. <laughs> but uh, so, People Magazine is getting ready to release their Sexiest Man Alive issue next month, and Kyle, I would like to pitch to you that John Krasinski be named this year's Sexiest Man Alive. Just, just. Think about it. I'm going to stop you right there.
0: I'm going to stop you right there. You don't need to pitch me because I'm in. I'm 100% in.
1: (laughs) You don't even need the pitch. I don't don't need the sales
0: pitch. pitch. I needed the eight seconds in and out when I was opening the door for you. That was all I needed.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, John Krasinski is great, though. Men love him. Women love him. He was hilarious and witty and funny on The Office. He is taking down bad guys and and a, a, a total stud in Jack Ryan, the TV show. He's... Been doing his, or he stopped it now, but he was doing the the Good News Network or whatever it was called online. It got like millions and millions and millions of views. What is not to love about John Krasinski?
0: And then him and Emily Blunt are basically relationship goals for everybody. Like he's just he all across the board. He's he's as well rounded a candidate as I can remember. And I'm I'm just gonna say this: If John Krasinski does not win this this year, then I don't know I I don't know anymore with 2020. I just don't. I I really, I really don't. John Krasinski, we need to start a poll or uh, a petition for John Krasinski, Sexiest Man Alive. Country Mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104.